Welcome to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network, a show that streams health, happiness, and hope to the kidney community. You can download all Kidney Talk shows from iTunes and find a variety of resources to help you navigate this illness at rsnhope.org. Please welcome your host, Lori Hartwell, who has lived with kidney disease since the age of two. Well, welcome to Kidney Talk, everyone. I am so excited today because I have uh, one of my favorite doctors, Dr. Rafael Villacana. He's a transplant nephrologist, and he was really responsible in helping me understand my options for my transplant, which led me to make the best decision, and uh, I'm very grateful for him for that. Uh, Today, he's going to talk to us a little bit about marijuana use and kidney transplantation. So welcome to the show, Dr. Viacana. Hi, Lori. Thanks for inviting me. It's always great to be on your show. Well, tell us a little bit about the big debate now about marijuana and kidney transplant and if you're able to get a transplant if you if you use marijuana. Well, it's quite a, quite a controversial topic, uh, as, as you noted. It's something that's uh, getting a lot of press uh, these days. Um, more science is, is um, being done to look at this very question about whether uh, marijuana uh, use affects uh, a kidney uh, transplant or, or a kidney in general. Um, there's lot, lot, lots of research and interest uh, going into this topic. Um, but I think the, the basic question is that this uh, issue is still uh, not really fully defined. And so there's, you can go to different uh, programs and they might have different uh, criteria, whereas at, at my center, in, certain things might be okay, whereas maybe 50 miles away they're not and vice versa. So there's quite a bit of, uh, of unknowns about the, the issue of marijuana use in someone who um, wants a kidney or even wants to be a kidney donor. We can get to that in a little bit. Well, and you're the medical director of Loma Linda Kidney Transplant Center. I forgot to say that in the introduction. So if I'm a patient and I come to see you and I've been using uh, marijuana for pain use, maybe I have arthritis, what would your response be? So uh, typically our response is that it's allowed as long as it's uh, for um, medical purposes. We typically try to encourage one to, to use edible uh, products and not inhale. Um, although that's kind of a mixed question as well, which we, we can uh, dive into in a little bit. But uh, basically, we would uh, allow you to begin the process to get a kidney transplant, and uh, we would encourage you to try to switch over to edibles, oils, um, instead of an inhalation uh, of marijuana. Well, and the interesting thing is because in you know different straight states they've legalized marijuana. And some people have chose to use that option for pain. So it's a little interesting because if I was using, let's say, hydrocodone for pain and I came to get, uh, you know, evaluated for transplant, they probably wouldn't look at that as the same as marijuana. But obviously your center is looking at that just like another pain medication alternative. Yeah, absolutely. I uh our state, uh, as you know, in California, we have uh, legalized uh, these medicinal marijuana, and I believe uh, it's hard to catch up and keep up with all the laws, but I, th- I believe recreational as well to a certain uh, extent. Um, and as you pointed out, a lot of people who do use marijuana, they use it for very uh, chronic issues that are very uh, life-changing, chronic pain being one of them, 
And I personally do prefer someone to use marijuana instead of using those very um, strong opioid-type medications that people can be addicted to, have their own um, health uh, side effects as well. You made a comment about inhaling marijuana. You prefer people to take edibles. Uh, Do you feel the same way about nicotine cigarette? Is it is comparable or is nicotine more dangerous? Great question. I, I feel that nicotine is more dangerous and more harmful uh, to one's health than uh, inhalation of marijuana. The main issue about inhalation of marijuana comes from some old studies that suggested that those uh, patients who smoked and inhaled marijuana were more at risk for fungal pneumonias. And this information is a bit dated now, and I'm not sure it's really been replicated ever since. And if I'm being evaluated for transplant and I don't disclose that I have, I smoke marijuana or take marijuana, will you be able to detect it? No, we, we don't uh, proactively uh, check for that unless there is uh, self-reporting uh, of that. Because we hear a lot on Facebook that people are very concerned that you know, transplant centers may decide that they don't want to transplant a patient due to marijuana use for pain. And I guess we got to have some, some centers just got to evolve to understand that this is a, a pain medication alternative, especially with the opioid usage and shortage and um, epidemic that's taken place. Do you find marijuana is even remotely as addictive as other pain meds? I personally don't find that it is uh, remotely uh, addicting, such as some of those other um, pain medications. I think one of the arguments has always been that marijuana use could be kind of an entry-level drug or substance that could then promote um, use of other substances that are felt to be uh, illicit. Um, but uh, as you mentioned earlier, m- many states now have uh, laws that allow uh, not just um, medicinal but recreational uh, marijuana use. I can tell you in just the short time that I've been in at um, my uh, current program, which has been a few years now, the uh, attitudes towards mar- marijuana use has changed uh, a bit dramatically in just uh, a little over a two-year time period. So I do believe the centers are evolving. They are reacting to new legislation and just personal views on, on this uh, topic, I think, has changed quite a bit, in even just the last couple of years. And have you found where, you know, smoking marijuana or eating marijuana, any of them affects the transplanted kidney at all or interact with any of the medications taken? I personally have never seen that. And I think that was one of the uh, concerns initially is how does this substance, how does marijuana, if, if at all, uh, affect uh, interactions with transplant medications, anti-rejection uh, drugs? Does it affect uh, your prograph level, your cyclosporin level? Well, and if I'm admitted to the hospital and I take marijuana for usage, would the hospital prescribe that to me or would I have to switch to conventional pain medication? You know, that's a great question that I haven't really come across and I'm not really sure. You're not sure. I, I really don't know. what. That's a great question. Um, I would think that... Uh, you would probably it could probably be uh, provided in the state, of course, if that's uh, legal. I I do re- recall prescribing uh, certain medications to stimulate uh, appetite, 
And I think that's the same idea. It's the same idea. And I guess uh, maybe I just have have to bring some brownies, right? <laughs> With <Yeah>. me. <laughs> Um, and, very popular. Exactly. I'd be very, very popular. What are the dangers or health risks that may be associated with marijuana use just in general? Well, I think there's there's arguments, uh, and I'm sure there's, there's data on both sides, but that uh, it makes someone less alert. And uh, I guess if you want to just tie, tie that into maybe someone who has kidney problems or needs a transplant or has a, had a transplant, you want to make sure that someone is alert enough to be able to come to the, to come to the office do blood tests, take their medications uh, as uh, recommended. And I think that's probably the biggest danger that I see is that in some people who who use it for different reasons, that maybe there, someone is trying to maybe escape certain situations and um, not notice uh, that uh, their day is pretty much passed and they didn't take their medications because they're maybe under the influence of uh, of marijuana. Well, and it's it's... Depression is high in people who have dialysis, and it can be when you have a transplant. So you want to make sure you don't self-medicate with any type of drugs. I mean, it's uh, I've, I've unfortunately had a lot of friends that have fallen into that trap. And I guess uh, the follow-up question is, you know, about uh, marijuana use and being an organ donor. So if uh, somebody wants to raise their hand and come forward as an organ donor and they disclose that they use marijuana, is it the policies different again at every single hospital? Uh, or do you think also people have a chance to change the mind of their transplant center if, um, you know, to get them evolved? <laughs> um, Great question. So personally at our center, we would still consider someone um, as a donor who uh, has a history of uh, past or current uh, use of marijuana there's actually some studies undergoing that are looking into this very question whether a donor, a living donor, who has already donated and uh, they compare their outcomes with donors who didn't, uh, who smoked and didn't smoke. And I, I believe there isn't much of a difference in, in outcomes, but that's still uh, studies that are undergoing. In terms of uh, variability, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of variability in different uh, transplant centers. You probably go different regions of the country have a, a different view on this. California being a state that's, that's already, as we mentioned, uh, legalized uh, the use in, in many settings, we might be a little bit more open and liberal with this uh, topic. But uh, this isn't an issue, at least at our center, but I can see this being an, an issue and a concern in some other places of the country that just aren't used to this topic yet. You hear in other states they are very afraid of marijuana being legalized and so I'm sure those views roll over to the transplant center and if it's not legal in the state then obviously the transplant center can't say okay we'll accept you so they have to follow the the state um, exactly rules. I think uh, the uh, the state will dictate a lot on how people uh, view this question and as you mentioned though personal bias um, goes a long way as well so if there's mm -hmm. someone who's a big supporter of people being able to use marijuana while they're on the waiting list or want to be a donor, they can also, um, like you mentioned, evolve the uh, the attitude towards this uh, this idea of marijuana use in, in this setting. Well, and, you know, it's so wonderful that you're, you're speaking to us about this topic because, you know, people don't know and they get afraid. And I just remember when I went to get 
transplanted because I had, you know, three dogs, a parrot and a cat, two cats. And most most people were saying, well, you can't have animals. You can't do this. And you're like, well, wait a second. Let's work with you. And, you know, that's 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 a great doctor that really works with what the patient presents with. And and that's what's best for them. So um, I love that you have such an open mind and uh, are willing to to help, you know, meet the needs of what people need and not what always the healthcare system needs. So I commend you on that. Well, thank you. And I'm glad that you kept all your pets. <laughs> Me too. Oh my because God. you're right. I, I, I do know of places that recommend against certain things and people act on that recommendation, not knowing that there are other ways to, to go about doing the same thing. Well, and, you know, it's a medical practice. I always tell people that it's a medical practice. People have different biases. I've been, I've, I've been to some doctors that, you know, personally would never have an animal. So why would they want you to have your animals? And and I think that is, you know, something that they may not work towards. I know you're an animal advocate and you, you help people find solutions. So so anybody listening, you know, please remember that when you visit a doctor that um, sometimes you just need a second opinion. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Villacana. It's, it's great to talk about this topic and provide knowledge to our listeners. So we'll stay in touch. Thanks for the invitation. Thanks for listening to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network. Please make sure to find us on Facebook or sign up for our newsletter at rsnhope.org. Kidney Talk is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment from your physician. Always seek the advice of your own health care provider regarding your medical condition.